In this episode, I get to talk with Ernest Ko, the CEO of Proofgeist, and we focus on the Mizu theme. Now, this is a theme that Proofgeist created, which you can use in your own FileMaker apps. Join us as we talk about creating the theme, using the theme, and how it has an impact on design with a capital D. Uh, I presented at the Atlanta user group recently, the Atlanta FileMaker user group, and I was focused on UI UX, and uh, Mizu is something I brought up. So we were focused on UI and themes in FileMaker. Do you want to talk a little bit about what Mizu is? Can you can you tell everyone what it is? Yeah, so from, from my perspective, Mizu, Mizu is an internal theme that we made to make it easy for us to build uh, new FileMaker apps, right? So there are a lot of themes in FileMaker, um, there's some pretty good ones. And what we needed though was something a little different. So we built Mizu. And that was, and how long have you been working on this theme? Off and on, probably a couple of years. Okay. All right. And who's been working on it? Is it mostly you? Uh, me, Corn, a bunch of other nice. people, lots of testers. You? I did, I did get my hands in it. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> Very cool. All right. So, so why, why create a theme in, in FileMaker? What, what was the, the reason behind it? Well, I mean, I think that uh, that's a good question. Why create a new theme? There's almost no reason to create a new theme in FileMaker. <laughs> you should just use whatever's there. <laughs> Until it doesn't work for you, then, then you have to go scramble. So I think that's that that was the place that we were in. You know, um, the, the themes that come come with FileMaker are actually pretty good. Um, the universal, universal, minimalist, some of the modern themes that are in 19 and, and you know 18 and so forth. Those those are pretty good. What I needed though was a theme that worked within our design system, right? And and we had a way of thinking about how you build FileMaker applications. And we needed a theme that sort of matched that workflow. So that, that's really the primary primary reason. It's not to replace all the components, all to, it's not really about the look and feel, although the look and feel is pretty good. Sure. It's, it's really about um, you know, sort of, sort of the, 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 the design process, if you will. Got it. Okay. Uh, so if, when we talk about a FileMaker theme, there's a lot of components that go into building it, right? There's the, yeah. you know, creating a new theme itself. There's every, every style that goes with that for every different type of object. Then you've got different states, hover states and what whatnot. I'm guessing it was a pretty big endeavor to get this done, right? Getting started was really easy. Getting it okay. right was really, really hard. Because there's just so many, so many little details. Like, I mean, yeah. all the different states, and it's not always discoverable. So, like, you don't really know sometimes whether it's right until you use it. So, I think more than anything else, it's, it's sort of repetition and iteration and time, and actually being being able to apply it to an actual use case, um, so that it's not theoretical. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the other ways to do this. I mean, you could, you know, I know some people take ex existing themes and you know, try to hack it with XML and all that, but that that wasn't our approach. So it probably took a little longer than than it needed to be. Got it. Okay. Now you talked about Mizu fitting into our, into the design thinking that you have in mind. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yes. So the key thing about Mizu is that it's it's really about trying to minimize the amount of pixel pushing you have to do to design a, a nice looking and a good flowing FileMaker, right? So for for us, we're talking about design more broadly. So not strictly about the, you know, the specific um, 
look and feel of every single component, but more about how the application works and how it interacts with the user. So design often, capital D, right? Yeah, design capital D, exactly. So it's really more about UX than UI specifically, although there's quite a bit of UI in that. You can't, you can't escape that entirely, right? It has to right. look good. It has to have some minimum, minimum standard. But it's fundamentally about design capital D. And by that, what I mean is when we go about building an application, we, are, we're take, we take the approach of having fairly lightweight um, iterative loops in the process of visualizing what we want to do and then implementing it and getting feedback and rinsing and repeating that whole process over and over. So often what we want to do is to take a lo-fi design, a low-fidelity design, basically, you know, Sharpie pens and paper and, and big squiggly lines and that sort of thing and present it to the user and get some testing and get some feedback and then kind of um, increase the level of fidelity from that point. So what the theme has to do is to afford developers a, a sort of a very lightweight way of getting uh, things on the layout. So what you don't want to do is figure out, you know, exactly where the pixels need to be for this object. You don't want to spend time tweaking the fonts. You don't want to spend time doing any of that. What you want to do is just drag ready-to-use components on a screen, put it in major um, sections of the screen, and kind of drill down that way. So it starts very loose, and then it gets tighter as your design tightens up. Got it. So that that's the basic outline. So with, with Mizu, a lot of the emphasis is around the grid. Right, so it, it really doesn't work unless you design around the grid. I know you and I have talked about the grid for, for many, well, many years. I, and did I, did I bring yeah. you around to the grid? <laughs> I was thinking about this, that it was uh, DevCon in Dallas. Uh, it was a Smurf I, DevCon, right? The what? Yes, it was, it was the Smurf DevCon. That's, that's right. right. It was also the DevCon that was a little traumatic because I lost to Cornwalker at Cornhole. At Cornhole, was, that's right. And I and you delivered some <laughs> some Cheetos on his behalf for my loss. I um, did. But I remember that I had specifically reached out to you because I wanted to talk about grids. Uh, and I think somewhere I still have a little note card that has a grid on it that you that you explained to me. But tell yeah. me a little bit about grids. So let's talk about you know let's do the quick version of of why grids matter and why why Mizu is so focused on it. Well, I, I think it's about repeatability and it's about having a framework and guideline that you that you um, can use to frame objects on the layout without thinking too hard about positioning, right? And, and that reduces so much cognitive lift. And then you're making decisions about more important things and not just how you would nudge an object here or there or where it fits relative to other objects. And spacing becomes just natural. You know, basically the whole layout becomes naturally um, space for you without having to think about it. But that, that's my take. I mean, so, you know, with FileMaker layouts, it's really about constraints. I mean, so, I mean, when you open up a, a blank layout, your, your app can be 1296, 1280, 1024, 765, whatever you choose, you, you can, you can make the app do whatever it wants to be, right? So where do you start? I think that that's the problem, right? So what, what we want to say is start here and then spend time worrying about the actual details of what the user wants to do and not so much about how big things are, where things need to flow, where things need to fit. 
I just implemented Mizu for um, for one project uh, that we had a chance to start from a, from a, a new file, which is mm-hmm. a huge benefit when it comes to theming and and worrying about grids and things like that. Um, and I will I will say that it definitely removed a lot of friction for me. <laughs> It was say, say more about that though, because yeah, it's, yeah. It's... So, <laughs> when I set up the grid, um, it took a little bit because again, I wasn't, I hadn't yet settled on the size of the screen. But once I settled on that, I set up my grid. I was ready to go, and I really didn't have to think much because everything snaps mm-hmm. to the grid. Um, what's interesting is that, like you said, it's about constraints, and so sometimes I would have too many things I wanted to put on a layout, or too many. Usually, it was just objects or fields, and right. it actually made me think more practically about what I was putting on the layout and whether it had to be there uh, versus in past FileMaker lives, I've just kind of thrown stuff where it belongs, right? I mean, we've all, right. we probably have all done this where we just throw a checkbox where it fits, um, but being a little more mindful, even though it's the friction to just throw stuff on the layout is less, it also makes you more mindful of what you're putting on the layout to make sure that it belongs and that it's in the right place on the screen, things like that. Right. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, it, it definitely helped me out. Um, it's, I think grids are a little bit tricky in FileMaker because your mm-hmm. objects have to be sized properly. So, so one of the things that the theme can't control is the height of, of a, of an, of a text box, for example, right? I have to choose that myself. Um, and so I think that was where, you know, I drag a field and it's, you know, 12 pixels tall and I'm like, no, no, I need you to be divisible by eight. <laughs> um, yeah. But once you fix that, you know, it, it really does flow much, much better. Yeah. One of the things with Mizu is that the, the, the horizontal, the vertical, the vertical height um, matters, but it matters more for consistency than it does for for placement. I mean, it's it's very much hor- horizontally kind of fixed more than it is vertically fixed. Yeah, right? yeah, that's right. But uh, but it has some really nice things though. I mean, one one of the things that w- we spent quite a bit of time on is if you take an object in Mizu, a component like a field or, or a text label, and you kind of you try to minimize the the height of that object, it will snap to its base set height out of the box for you. So you don't have to think about how large your field is. You just drag it. And if you if you are sort of confused as to whether it needs to be 36 or 32 or whatever, you just drag it as minimum size and it will be set correctly out of the yeah. box. Now you can change it to whatever you want, but that's a easy shorthand to you know to make it kind of effortless. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I think one of the places where I really appreciated having Mizu was around text and having headers and subheaders, titles, subtitles, all those things that are so common. Uh, and when you look at something like Markdown, this is very, very standard, right? Yep. And again, in FileMaker, that's not a constraint that we not that we traditionally have. Uh, but putting that that constraint on my design work was so helpful because it was I knew that my titles were this and I was always right. going to put it in this one spot. So consistency was much, much easier. Yeah, that's very hard to do if you don't have those constraints, right? Because then you don't remember what your title was when you set it five layouts ago. Right. And you just make an adjustment you think is right, and you go back and you say, well, so I need to redo all my titles, all my subtitles, just to you know harmonize it. And then once you do that, you got to reflow your layout because everything's shifted, right? So it's one of those things where this is hard there's kind of no way around it. It's it's much better if you start with those constraints and those basic st- style elements than not, because going back to fix it is pretty darn expensive um, in, in FileMaker. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, we talk a lot about undifferentiated work, right? And that's mm-hmm. that's what we were trying to avoid here. Now, right. that said, if I play devil's advocate for a second, should I be putting Mizu on every file? Does that make it boring because now every file looks like Mizu? Is that okay? Well, what, what I like to say is that it's a starting point, right? I mean, if it's a place where you begin so that you can invest time in really differentiating the application in a way that makes sense. So, I mean, it doesn't, it's agnostic about color, it's agnostic about a lot of things, right? The starting point gives you a basic palette that works. But hey, if you want to tweak it and, and make your buttons a certain fall within a certain palette range, by all means. You know, it's a pretty white theme. I think there's a dark mode, but it's not really fully implemented. Mm. So it's not about it's not about setting limits. It's really about setting the frame in which you should start a design. Got it, got it. Well, and on, on top of that, I, I will say that it was helpful that that the file the Mizu file uh, where the theme is also comes with guidelines and explanations. So it's not just here's a theme and good luck figuring right. out what an, you know, what an H2 is or what the subtitle is that every, everything really does have its place and is pretty well explained. I think that was, that that's a game changer, right? When documentation is there to, to support the, the thinking behind it. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I, I think that it's also fairly constrained. I mean, I think there's a way to do this where every single component that you possibly need is kind of pre-built for you and you're dragging, you know, all the widgets that you want from pre-built groups of objects from a layout that, that you know, has been defined for you. That is not Mizu. You know, Mizu is a much more low-level theme, right? It's really, here's some basic components, uh, but what it does come with is a, um, um, a, a sort of guide to a general sense of how things should look and how things should be. You know, so we talk about having cards to kind of mimic sort of the, the, the grouping of objects and the component groups. And we talk about, you know, we, we'll show you where fields, fields and titles and labels should go. And, and those are just good starting points, right? But, but that is like 60, 75% of what most people need. And so, you know, I, I think it works pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. And I added some stuff uh, when I implemented it for, for our client project, I definitely added things as I needed them, right? There are certain things that uh, that aren't there, like you said, out of the box, but it's a great starting point. And I was able to copy elements, make small tweaks, but I but my guidelines were really good, right? So my constraints, right. again, my constraints felt really, really tight. And, and I, I didn't feel like I was flailing, trying to figure out what color should it be, or does this match with all the other stuff I've got? So how does it fit with the idea of modern FileMaker? We're, we've talked a lot about this recently. You know, We talk about it internally, we talk about it externally. Mm-hmm. How does Mizu benefit this modern FileMaker? How does it how does it tie to that? Design's foundational to this whole modern FileMaker concept that we've been talking. Um, and again, by design, we're talking about design capital D, right? So all modern FileMaker apps, we believe, need to be designed. And it doesn't mean that it needs to go through a very, very deep design evolution. What it does mean is that it needs to be intentional. Right, so we need to ask the right questions. What problems are we trying to solve? Who the users are? What their scenarios are? What their goals are? And really try to articulate a design expression that fits those um, those questions, that answers those questions. So Mizu is simply the visual palette that allows us to quickly um, do away with being too focused on pixels and lines and all the minutiae of design 
and really focus on the larger questions of design, which is what should this thing actually do, right? So, so for us, it's very important to not waste time on like arguing about font size, arguing about you know um, how big the field should look, you know what the standard dimension should be, you know whether or not how do you express a tab interface, what what do you do with slide panels and all that stuff. To to me, that's all undifferentiated, right? So those things should be just just basic practice that we we can accept and just run with. And all the time that we want to spend on design, most of that should go towards asking good questions and testing and get feedback. So that's what Mizu does. It's, it's really a lightweight way of putting things on a screen and then um, that has a pathway for making it look really, really good. Right? So often you can start with a basic theme like minimalist and so forth, and that's fine, but it doesn't really scale up well beyond the basic stuff. Right. Yeah. And what you want is something a little bit better than that from a visual standpoint, but yet doesn't constrain you and, and gives you a way of expressing much more than you already have. Um, yeah. The other thing is it's it's part of a modern design system, and it 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 actually takes its cue from from two design systems: the the IBM Carbon Design System and the Material Google's Material System. So all the things that people have put a lot of thought into, you know. How big things ought to be? How how far things ought to be? You know how should how should layers work? How should you visually signal um, you know um, dimensions and depth and all that stuff? All that stuff is taken care of for you, so you don't worry about that level of detail. That's really important stuff, right? That's the visual element that gives design depth, meaning, and the right cues to the user. Uh, so the basic components of those things are already expressed in music. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So, so it's modern in both of those senses. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think in a previous episode, I talked about not, not liking bespoke security. And I think that there's something about bespoke, uh, spending too much time on bespoke design and not to say that design shouldn't be unique, right? There's an art to it. And some people are you know excited about that. Some aren't, but there is an expectation that comes from web design and its current format. And it's nice to follow those. Um, I know that when, when I've implemented Mizu, it just, it looks right. <laughs> it looks familiar. It looks acceptable, right? Like there's, it's, it, there's no shock factor when you look at it. Like it doesn't look dated. Right. It doesn't look inconsistent. It just brings, it actually brings comfort in knowing that I've seen, I've seen this before, right? It's a very common, common palette. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think design should be unique, but it's, we often confuse you, you know, we often confuse like uniqueness of, every single visual element from the uniqueness of the actual experience, right? So it, it has to be unique, but um, but what, what you don't want to do is kind of reinvent every single design decision that gives you your palette to make a unique experience. It's kind of like nobody argues about what the color red is or what the hue is if you have a hex number. You know, that is that color. Yeah. Right? We're not going back to first principles on define blue or define line weight. I mean, right. so, I mean, that's a very primitive way of thinking about it, but you know, you can, you can extrapolate from that. So what we want is basically a toolbox with Lego bricks, you know, of, of different, different sizes and different shapes to, to use and not just start with, um, you know, atoms and chemicals and to have to mix everything from scratch and build things. Right. So that, that's what Mizu fundamentally is about. 
such a great way of thinking about it. And I remember when I remember FileMaker without themes, which was difficult because everything was completely custom, right? You'd copy and paste in hopes of using similar styles, but it was it was tougher because there wasn't this style and theme idea. Um, and so 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 already we've been given the ability to make Lego pieces, but now Misu's just giving us the a standard set of Lego pieces. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. I think it's about consistency, right? It's about not having to manually um, manage, um, you know, getting consistent with your with your design surface. Uh, again, you can already do this with existing themes. I mean, I think if you are starting in FileMaker, or I would really encourage you know people look to the existing themes that are there. You know, minimalist and Universal Touch, and those are pretty decent. Even Apex Blue, I mean, those are decent starting starting points. Right? I think the key here is that Mizu isn't trying to replace those. It's not. It's like, in fact, I don't think you could take an existing theme and just apply Mizu and make it just work out of the box. I please don't do that. You know, it's not designed for for <laughs> right. that kind of work. It's not. It's not like. It's not like a, a theme forest concept where you just say, hey, I want to pick a whole new theme set and right. boom, my whole website just changes. It's not, it's right. not that at all. It's, it's specifically about teaching or providing guidelines for working within the Proof Guys design system. Uh, when I first implemented Mizu, I was a little nervous. Um, and I felt like this a few times now, but one of the, the thing that made me nervous was... Um, I felt like I had lost control of the design, right? Because I was using this, you know, this, not not out of the box, but this Muzu box was provided for me. Uh, and like, does that mean I don't get to be creative? Does it mean I don't get to do the fun stuff? Because I love design, right? Like it's exciting for me. Um, but I was, once, once I let go of that <laughs> a little bit uh, and let go of my control issues, it was fascinating how much more fun it was actually to do the work because I was so focused on the UX, right? So like the UI pieces were there. I made a couple of tweaks where I wanted to. I created a couple of styles where I needed them, but I didn't have to think about all that stuff. The mental load yeah. was so much lighter. Um, and so one of the places where I implemented it, uh, where I had to make my own little tweaks, um, we had a uh, we used um, Digital Fusion's uh, Elemental to do multiple mm. file drag and drop. Yeah, I loved that. And so uh the 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 U, the ux thing i was trying to solve was how do you drag and drop those files and then interact with those files because you might add, need to add a comment or change the file name you know whatever the filemaker side file name is um and so i just went online and like googled how other people do this and then i picked one that looked familiar but i had all the components like mizu provided all those things for me so i just had to put them in the right place on the layout but it was so much more fun to focus on what that interaction was like instead right. of focusing on what that object was. I'm so happy to hear that because I think that's, <laughs> that's, the, that's the entire intent. Okay. I think you're, you're an interesting, I mean, you're, I mean, this is an interesting use case, right? Because we, we sort of said, Hey, Martha, welcome. Here's Mizu. Good luck. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I'm, I'm kind of curious how, you know, what, from your experience, what, what that was actually like, what, what was the learning curve? I guess here's my question. Sure. Um, obviously, we have uh, new people joining us all the time with affiliates at Proof that, that need to learn the system. What is your advice in sort of working with Mizu and with the Proof design system? I think that uh, when I was onboarded and I looked at Mizu, it was pretty and it looked well thought through 
and it looked like it was ready for something, but I didn't really know. I hadn't seen it in practice at that time. And so I was missing that, like, this sounds cool in this space that's been curated for it, but what does this look like in the wild? And I'm, so there was a little bit of a learning curve to do that, to get it from the ideal to, to, to in practice. But once I, once I embraced the grid and once I, you know, just allowed the elements to be what they were, um, and let myself be constrained, it was totally commonsensical. I mean, it just felt so much easier. And, you know, just like in any other FileMaker solution, I'm still copying layouts, right, to, to ease the development mm -hmm. effort. And so um, so it's not like I lost the, any of that, right? It's not like I have to drag everything on a new layout or anything. Um, but my consistency just felt so much better. I knew mm -hmm. what objects I was using. I, I, I didn't let myself create a new style for every little thing that popped in my brain. Um, so I think, I think as, you know, I hope that as people start using Mizu out in the, the FileMaker world, I hope that people will show how they actually implement it because I think it's there's value in seeing it in the wild. Um, and I remember showing that client file to somebody and they were like, it just looks so clean. And I was like, I know. And I didn't, I am not responsible for that. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> this is what the theme did for me, right? It just made it that much right. easier for, for that to happen. Um, so I think some of that in, in the wild is what I want. Um, I, I love saying things in, in practical use. Mm, uh, concepts are fun to talk about and think about, but the, the in practice is what I'm always looking for. That's good. Yeah. I think, I, like I said, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. And, and to your point, it's not the end-all be-all. It doesn't mean that all the other themes are wrong or shouldn't be used. Um, I just, I liked it for its simplicity and for its familiarity when I looked at it. Mm. So do you think... What's your thought? Does that align with what you were hoping for from an onboarding? Did I did I break the matrix? <laughs> uh, I think it's exactly right. I mean, I think you know, Misa was born out of um, this sense that we were reinventing this wheel over and over again. And it's not that we were reinventing the the style wheel because there were plenty of styles to choose from. But what we were reinventing is sort of the design process. Right. There was no consistent consistent way of saying, um, this is where we start, this is how we think about the problem, and this is how we generally express it on a layout, right? So I think it's it's really about getting to some kind of scaling factor for that sort of work. Yeah. Um, and I think we're still implementing it. So, I mean, I think we're still very much uh, in the space where we have Lots of different themes that we've inherited, and lots of different styles that we've inherited, and you know we're still very much tempted to make our own new style every time we think of something that pops into our heads. Absolutely. You, know? you talk about inherited systems. Is there something we can glean from Mizu for inheriting for inherited systems where we, you know, it's got 150 layouts, and you know they're not they're not ready to do a, a new redesign on it. Yeah, that's that's pretty challenging. I mean, I think that it's it's going to be difficult to kind of restyle the theme um no matter what style or what theme that you have right from an inherited system because things just don't fit right you can have to resize a bunch of different things and you may have to yeah. reflow things and sometimes the contrast is just wrong because different objects have custom styles and and all that kind of thing um my my advice because we have a lot of that stuff too with with uh older legacy products and so forth um but first you want to get out of classic so whatever you can do take a classic layout and 
just make it a non-classic layout, redo yeah. it, uh, implement it in a new theme because that that's from a performance standpoint, that's going to be so much better. Right. Uh, but B, try to minimize the number of extraneous things that are on that layout, right? So stacked objects, kind of goofy things that you have to do to to make something look good in the past, you know, shadows and all that stuff. Try to try to just reduce the weight of the layout to basic components. Um, I think I think those are the two starting points. A good way to do this is just to take something like minimalist or universal and just apply it and see what happens. So mm. all kinds of things are going to break. Right? You can say, well, this button just doesn't work. And now you have a checklist of things that you have to go and kind of fix before you reapply so that you have a starting point to make it look good. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was actually the exercise that we took with Mizu because we had to take existing old system and kind of make it sort of work with Mizu, uh, but but not totally work work enough. I mean, in, enough to a point where we felt like we had we had a way to convert legacy systems um, with with some you know with a heuristic, if you will, you know, with a set of rules or steps. Got it. I think that uh, another suggestion that I have is that if you have an existing, so if you've got something that you've mm -hmm. inherited, um, if you have the chance to work with Mizu either in its sandbox or whether you put it into your own in some new solution if you start to understand the why behind it you can then look at your your existing solution and say how can i modify little things to start applying these habits right yeah, so maybe right. you can't do a bulk change but let's talk about what a title looks like or let's talk about what standards we should be setting or where we should be aligning things yeah i think that, i think that's right i think i think also um so so decoupling it a little bit, my my favorite word for 2021 and 2022. It's true. I've, uh, I've heard it just like once or twice, but once or twice. Yes. <laughs> In fact, I was just looking at a video from 20, from the first Engage, and I said uh -huh. that word. So, oh my God, it goes back so far. Um, <laughs> but what I mean is that if you can implement Mizu in a new component um, and integrate it that way, that's an easy way to to bring a new theme in without kind of rewriting the whole thing. Um, I think philosophically, that's that's also pretty important to us, right? I mean, I think we have a tendency to want to redo everything uh, just so that things fit and and look good and stylistically consistent. And I think there's a place for that. But the problem is if you don't start somewhere and you don't have a basis to iterate forward with, um, you don't get anywhere. So a lot of, a lot of this is about what small thing can we change? And if it doesn't, if we, if we can't make an existing layout do exactly what we want to do, can we do it somewhere else? Yeah. Right, 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 right. I worked on a Clar on a project with Claris a long time a while back now, uh, but we worked with a designer on their team. And it, it, now that I'm reflecting on it, it's this idea of constraint and starting somewhere that really got us through that project. Um, we had tried to design the theme ourselves for this file we were creating mm. and we just went overboard. I mean, we tried to think of every scenario that could ever be covered in any solution, you know, left aligned, right aligned, centered, everything was triplicated at least. And it was so exhausting. And so when we went to the designer, she was like, no, we don't need a lot of this. Like, let's start with the basics. And, um, in good design, design with a capital D format, we iterated on it. Right. So we started with something, we started to implement it and we'd reach out to her and say, Hey, look, we've got this, this new thing we need to solve for what, you know, how, what would you recommend? And she'd come in and say, either use this existing stuff or here are some ways we can think through it. Um, and maybe we do need a new style or whatever it was, but it was, it was a really interesting exercise and it was a challenge. 
Um, but it, it definitely helped. It, I mean, it probably helped me embrace Mizu better <laughs> because I wasn't, I had that experience of having constraints already. Yeah, I, I think, I think even the name Mizu is, is somewhat intentional, right? It's, you have to go, Mizu stands for, I guess, water or blue, you know, it, it's, it's about going with the flow, right? So mm. it's kind of a Zen perspective on design, yeah. which is don't fight it so much, you know, keep it simple. And yeah really live within constraints. Um, that's a that's a hard thing to do, but it, it's fundamentally about saying no. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that turn in the conversation. <laughs> All right, fine. I will allow it. I will allow it. I'm, I'm, I'm embracing it slowly but surely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I think that's, that's good stuff. Um, yeah, I think the switch, I think it is. it is so easy to get stuck on design with a lowercase d and just being focused on objects on a layout. And, um, and I hear developers say it all the time that they don't, they don't care about the design piece, right? That that's not what they want to focus on. They care about the scripts. They care about the calcs. They care about, they care about the integrations or whatever, but fundamentally, you know, it's, it's designed with a capital D that matters, right? It's just this, the, you know, there's a little bit of that lowercase that we've got to do, but, but Mizu hopefully, you know, removes some of that, that pressure of having to get, design lowercase um and being able to focus on the ux and what the what the, what the experience needs right because if it's if it's not a used feature then it's not you know it's like the tree that falls in the forest if no one hears it so. <laughs> that's more zen <laughs> right on i i think that design with a lowercase d is is absolutely absolutely important but it's also a commodity mm. right and and um and they're very, very smart people who've spent a lot of time and very creative people who've spent a lot of time refining the lowercase design elements and we should just use it. Yeah. Right, we can reinvent that stuff and that's very cool. I'd I love to do that. I, remember the days when we were building icons pixel one pixel at a time? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then you gotta decide <laughs> which ones are, which buttons are clickable, you know. Like I'm, oh. I'm saying, like, yeah, that that was so wrong. Why did we do that? Right. Yeah. I mean, so so I think Mizu is an expression of exactly that idea, not that idea, but the idea that, yeah, that's not what we want to do. We want to focus on, on capital D design, not because lowercase d design is unimportant. It's just that it should be done already. Yeah. It yeah. should be ready to go. Right? Yeah. That makes sense. I, I, I don't know about, about your, the way that you work on, you know, on, on FileMaker systems and the way that you've built out stuff, you know, especially around UX, but I borrow from the internet all the time, right? Oh, so yeah. it's funny that I've got some constraints in some places and I want to be creative in others. But at the end of the day, my the, the path to success is to do the thing that people expect. Um, and so it's my job to ask the right questions and to make sure that I understand where they're trying to go. But like the multi-file picker thing, right? Like I could invent that all over again but I'll probably get it wrong. So let me go see what the internet's done or what the web, you know, what, what good trusted websites are doing and see if I can implement some of that back into FileMaker. I think that's right. I think, I think it's more important to understand the user scenarios that are, that are in question and then to find patterns that fit and iterate from that perspective than to Settle on one idea, one pattern, um, and be very precious about it from the get-go because you've invested so much design into this, right? I mean, you're not going to change that thing that you just implemented or you don't want to because psychologically you're wedded to 
that right. 60,000 hours you put into making that button do exactly that, yeah. that, that <laughs> click experience, right? We've all yep. done that, right? So, but I think, I think that's exactly right. So this idea that you can go out, find something that people are using, borrow a pattern, look at three different versions of that and see what happens. That's the kind of flow that we're trying to encourage. And we want to encourage that in FileMaker with native components or with existing components. So the idea is that if you're going to build something and prototype something in FileMaker, let's let's afford devs to do that very quickly. So if, uh, if I have to build three different versions of your picker, I want I want that experience to be very fluid and easy, and you know not heavy and fundamentally so that I can throw it away. Right? I can say, yeah. yeah, no, we're going to do it all over again. Right. right. That's awesome. I like that. All right. So back to focusing on Muzu for a second. How do, is this something that people can get? Where, where does it live? It lives on GitHub. And I think if you go to Proof Guys um, um, GitHub account page, it's proofguys.github.com and you just look at, look for Mizu, it should show up. Okay, perfect. And I think we're going to tr- put it in the marketplace too, right? Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as soon as they approve it, it should be in the marketplace. Iterations of Mizu? I mean, oh, absolutely. Okay, yeah. cool. It's not bug-free. There are obviously issues. Okay. Um, but that's the way it rolls, and we'll just keep updating it as we see it. Cool. All right, awesome. And I mentioned earlier I like practical, so hopefully we can create some some YouTube videos about and actually show off Mizu yes. and, and talk about it a little bit more. So differentiate between little d and, and big d design, but, uh, but it'll be good to, to see it in practice, right? Yes, I like that. Awesome. Thanks, Ernest. It's always fun to talk about design. I know you and I tend to geek out about this stuff. So thanks for uh, thanks for teaching me grids many years ago. <laughs> and now both forcing me and making me love grids because it really did make things easier. So well, I I'm glad you came nice around. about it. <laughs> the world is a much better place. It is a little bit brighter. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, Martha. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Ernest. Good chatting. All right, Bye-bye. yep. Just as a reminder, this is available on YouTube and as a podcast, and make sure you check out the show notes as there are a lot of links to share there. If you can take a minute to pause and subscribe, we'd really appreciate it, but better yet, if you can share it with a friend, that would be pretty awesome. No matter what your role is in this community, you're proof of how amazing this Claris community really is. My job is to help spread your knowledge and your stories on the podcast. Find me on Twitter at MZ123 or at ProofGeist, and let's share your story.